I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everybody. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm super, super excited to have my next guest here. I actually met Brittany a few years ago, and I was just so impressed with everything that she's done. Brittany Fuse is the founder and CEO of Malibu Milk. And if you have not tried Malibu Milk, you need to go out and find it right now because, well, after the podcast, because you will be so, so excited. It is absolutely tasty. It is the world's first organic flax milk. It's allergen-free, dairy-free, gluten-free, nut-free, soy-free, and full of fiber and omega-3s. And like I said, plus it's super, super tasty. Brittany grew up on the beaches of Malibu, maybe not exactly on the beach, but in Malibu. Malibu, pretty, pretty part of the world, eating lots of local produce, and I'm sure going to some farmer's markets here and there, and really appreciating at a very young age that food is fuel. And after graduating from Georgetown and then uh, Le Cordon Bleu, she trained at the three Michelin star restaurant. I'm not going to pronounce this. La Bernardin. La Bernardin. Yes, there you go. And the Food Network in New York, where she studied the finest techniques in the culinary world. So it was when she was trying to get pregnant. And I can't even wait to talk about this because I'm sure there's probably some people uh, who are trying to get pregnant or their families are trying to get pregnant and maybe we'll learn a lot more from her story. But when she was trying to get pregnant, she went to a fertility doctor and uh, she'll probably share a lot more about that. But that was when she got the idea ultimately for her product. And what I really, really admire about Brittany is the fact that she not only started a product, but started an entire category. And I've talked about this a lot, how that is really hard. And it takes a long time and a lot of doubters around you coming out of the woodwork at times, but dealing with buyers and producers as she wants to do things differently, they are the first to say no. And she has continued on and scaled her company. So I'm really, really excited to have you here, Brittany. Thank you so much. Yeah, really, really excited. So let's start at the beginning. I'd love for you to share with people, what is Malibu Milk? Yeah. So Malibu Milk is the world's first organic flax milk. It's made from the whole ground flaxseed. So it's very different. We like to say it's a whole plant milk. Um, Most plant milks are a blend of, say, almonds and water, but then you strain all the almonds out. So you're essentially left with almond-flavored water. No real nutrients. All of those are lost in the almond pulp, which is thrown away. We're using the whole ground flaxseed. We're grinding it up really tiny, We're blending it with water. We don't throw anything out. So that's why you end up with all of that nutrition that these other plant milks lack. So fiber, protein, omega-3s, magnesium, lots of vitamins and minerals in the whole ground flaxseed. 
Flaxseed is an ancient superfood. It's been around for thousands of years. You know, health nuts like to add it to smoothies, baked goods. Um, a lot of vegans use it in place of eggs and baking. And now you can have it in milk form. So you can add it to your latte, to your smoothies, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes. The uses um, are endless with Malibu milk and it tastes incredible as well. It is so, so good. So did you know that you wanted to start your own company eventually? Yeah, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My husband's an entrepreneur, so I got the bug early on. Um, I worked at Yelp before starting Malibu milk and I had been kind of you know, I, ideating with different things for a while. And um, it was just never the right fit or the right idea. And then when I decided I wanted to do Malibu milk and flax milk, it was just like, I had this guiding light. It felt like this is, this is the path. This is what I'm supposed to do. It was very clear to me in my, in my mind that this was the next move. I touched on the founding, the origins, I should say, but I'd love to back up if you wouldn't mind sharing and talk about the founding story. I understand that the idea started when you were visiting a fertility doctor. Uh, mm -hmm. So share a little bit more about that if you would. Yeah. I, you know, we thought it was going to be easy to get pregnant when we decided we were ready and it wasn't. It took um, years and I ended up going to see a fertility doctor here in LA and um, she actually recommended that I go to a functional medicine doctor. She said that I might be dealing with some inflammation in my body and that eliminating certain allergens could be helpful. So I eliminated all major allergens, dairy, nuts, gluten, soy, and eggs. And on that journey, there was no milk that I could drink because if you think of dairy, nuts, and soy – that's the majority of the milk and plant milks that exist. Mm -hmm. So I was really frustrated. And at this time, I was also looking for a really clean product. You know, I dove deep into understanding ingredients and nutrition. And I realized that I wanted to be consuming the cleanest products possible to give my body the best chance at, you know, carrying a baby. So I how often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip, Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, 
Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. I um, had this idea and I thought, what if I make milk from flaxseed? Again, it's this ancient superfood. It's known um, for its healing properties in seed cycling. So women will use heavy amounts of seed when they're trying to improve their menstrual cycles. And it just seemed like a really natural source from which to get milk. Mm -hmm. 
And so I went home, I pulled out my blender and I started playing with a few very simple ingredients, uh, the organic flaxseed, Himalayan salt, a little bit of vanilla extract. And I was getting this incredibly creamy, milky drink because flaxseed is a natural emulsifier. So it lends itself to this creamy texture all on its own without any additives. Um, So at that point, I did what any aspiring entrepreneur would do. And I decided to reach out to Whole Foods and pitch them on this idea that I had. And I was really unprepared. You know, I had no experience in consumer packaged goods. Um, My background was marketing at a tech company. And and I figured it would take six months to get a meeting with Whole Foods. In the meantime, I could do my homework. I could learn about the CPG industry. Um, And to my delight and surprise, the buyer responded and said, yeah, why don't you come in next week? So I panicked. I um, called on a friend and, you know, I said, you know, I think I need to cancel this meeting. And he said, do not cancel this meeting. You might not get this opportunity again. So I went in with little bottles from my kitchen. I had mock packaging made up at this plant in Texas. And I took my friend out to lunch the day before. He worked at a beverage company and I just grilled him on margins, distribution, all things beverage related. Um, And I took the meeting and she tasted the milk and she said, I'd love to get this in stores in the coming weeks. And I said, well, I can't do the next couple of weeks, but I can do the next couple of months. And I got to go into my first production run knowing that Whole Foods was going to be a customer. Which is amazing. I mean, that's that's wild. So was it the LA region or what was? Yep, Southern California, SOPAC, as it's called with Whole Foods. So they they started us out in a 10-store test and it was pretty pretty cool because the products hit the shelves on my birthday, uh, just randomly. And, and so it all felt very, um, you know, I don't know if you believe in serendipity or fate or, you know, yeah. those energies, but it felt like it was all really meant to be. So yeah, product hit stores on my birthday. We did a 10 store test. And then um, three weeks later, she rolled me out to the entire region because it was doing well. Wow. That's amazing. And so yeah. when you look back on those days. I mean, you just thought, oh my God, this was so easy. You just go to Whole Foods and like, just say, hey, I've got this idea. Here we go. Mm -hmm. You're getting early success. What was like the hardest thing that happened that you were like, oh my God. That's the thing. Of course, the story sounds easy. It sounds, oh, I'm going to go pitch. It was not easy. It is still not easy. I am pulling my hair out every other day. I mean, there, the stress that comes with a business like this, um, the highs and the lows are 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 very um, stressful. Yeah. But you know, for example, I knew that Whole Foods wanted the product, so now I had to go out and find a manufacturer that could produce this product. Easier said than done. Where does one find a manufacturer? Can you Google beverage manufacturers? No, you cannot. Like that is not, there's no like, you know, online index where you can find these people. So I started going to networking events in LA and this was obviously pre-COVID. This was 2018, 2019. And I started talking to other beverage owners like yourself. Mm -hmm. And I found a co-packer in the LA area, but they wouldn't respond to me. I sent, you know, phone calls, emails, could not get these people to respond. 
Finally, I sent a gift. That's what it took to get one of these guys on the phone. Um, and then they scheduled me and then the production run was canceled again and again and again. So it was scheduled and then it was pushed to two weeks later, then a month later. Then, and I, here I am panicking that I have, you know, this order from Whole Foods and they're going to drop me if I can't even get my first production run you know, off the ground. And, and Whole Foods had ordered three flavors. I had three flavors. I was starting with an unsweetened, an original, which is now our slightly sweetened, and a barista version. Mm -hmm. So I, I finally got slated into this production run and it started at 10 p.m. And I was there. My husband came with me, but then, you know, he has his own company. So around 11 p.m. he said, okay, I'm going to go. You know, you You've got this. And I'm sitting in this plant with a hairnet on like, oh, I was so freaked out. And they first they ran the um, the unsweetened and, you know, it came off and it was looking great and tasting great. And then they did the original and it came off and it was looking great and tasting great. And then they did the barista. And I, it, you know, they get the first couple bottles off the line and I taste it and I'm like, oh, my God, this is terrible. It smelled and tasted like rotten eggs. <laughs> And I was beside myself and they're like, well, what do you want to do? You know, do you want us to bottle it? And I'm thinking, I can't bottle this. No, I can't, no one's going to drink this. And so they said, well, at least if we dump it, you'll save the bottles. You're not going to waste all of this packaging, you know, and I'm paying for this myself. And it's all this money that I've saved up to buy a house. And, oh, it was awful. So here I decide to dump this product. And it's at this point, it's 4.30 in the morning. I'm exhausted. I haven't slept. I'm at this, you know production facility that's in the middle of nowhere. It's freezing cold. And I just remember getting in the car and I had my unsweetened and my original and the barista we had dumped and I bawled the whole <laughs> way home because I felt like it was such a failure because the barista was going to be how people found out about me. It was going to be the Oatly. It was going to go into coffee shops and it was going to make beautiful lattes and, and, you know, it was sweeter and thicker and it frothed more and and it completely failed. And I did, couldn't do another production run because I didn't have the money. This yeah. was it. This was my one shot. And so they I, were still going to charge you for this too. Of course. I had to pay for the whole run, you know. Um, did you ever figure matter. out what happened? Like why? Yes. Yes. That's the best part of the story. Later that day, I get a call from the um, production facility and I said, you know, we had our retains. They, they keep a few bottles of each flavor. And so they had the retains of the barista and they said, oh, great news. The sulfur flavor that you're smelling, tasting, it goes away after six hours. So those bottles were actually totally fine. And I had dumped all of it and it was totally fine. And, and I was devastated. I mean, it, words can't describe how destroyed I felt that I had thrown all this product away that was actually totally fine. And so that's just, you know, one little glimpse of a challenge that I've been faced with. So I had, I, and, it, and it ended up shifting, you know, the whole business because I wasn't able to launch with this barista. And then, you know, we ended up not even doing a barista to, to this day. There is no barista. Um, the, the products do work well with coffee, but barista, that's not our focus. Oatly works really well with coffee because it's mostly canola oil. That is not what we are focused on. We are focused on the whole ground flaxseed. Our products have no oils. They have no refined sugars. They have no preservatives. It is a very clean product. If you are looking for something that's going to taste as sweet and froth as well as Oatly, 
stick to that. But that's not the sort of products that I want to consume on a daily basis that I want to give my children. We are all about healthy guts, healthy bodies, um, whole food ingredients. And so, um, you know, it did, like I said, it changed the trajectory of the company. And there have been so many um, things like that that we've had to deal with. We're dealing with one right now, and I still don't have the answer. Our manufacturer for our shelf-stable product, um, we are completely sold out. And their equipment is down, and they cannot run us. And we've tried to find a new co-packer for our shelf-stable product. And everybody is full. And so we are considering going into little um, packets where you would put the packet in your blender, you would add water and you'd have your milk. Voila. And it eliminates waste from plastic bottles or Tetra Pak bottles. It eliminates emissions of shipping large cartons of milk that are heavy and expensive to ship. And, And so it's a much more sustainable product. And this is something, I mean, I literally had a manufacturer call this morning and we might be shifting gears, but it is you constantly have to be able to pivot mm-hmm. as a founder, mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, and you got to be able to dust yourself off, you know, brush yourself off and keep going. And this happens again and again and again. My last fundraising round, I was, you know, more than out of money. I had not taken a salary for, oh my God, months. And, and that's not easy to do when you have little kids yeah. and you have real bills to pay and you have rent. Like I don't own a house yet because all my money has been going into Malibu milk and I don't have a great salary. And, you know, and it's been really, really hard. And you're working, you know, 10 times as hard as your friends who are at these great companies where they're salaried and, you know, they get maternity leave for three to six months. And that doesn't exist when yeah. you're you know, it it is really hard. So while the founding story sounds really peachy and and you know it's all been great, like this is a total roller coaster ride. Yeah. Well, I think that the other piece of this, which I touched on, is you decided not to just start a company that you were really passionate about, that you felt like solved a problem for you and you wanted to bring it to others, but you also started an entirely new category. So. I mean, that's really, really hard because you have to not only educate the consumer, but also buyers who will take a shot, right, with you, but also co-packers. And you have to find people who are willing to do this. And when they don't have line time anyway, um, why take on, you know, new projects that are a little harder for them to do? So you have to find those people that will, you know, kind of take a risk on you too. And again, like me, people, you know, said no to me many times as well, because I didn't have the experience that they felt like I should have. Like, you know, I should have been in manufacturing at Coca-Cola or, um, you know, instead I was starting a direct-to-consumer business at America Online and scaling it to a billion dollars, but that didn't count, right? Like they wanted somebody who could actually, who, you know, had done a beverage and, and created something new. So very, very similar in many, many ways. So you touched on funding the company. So you obviously got it funded. Like, how did you think about that initially? Obviously, you had your own money for the first run, and then you decided to go and raise money. Female entrepreneurs, it can be as tricky as ever, but not impossible as as you've shown. So I'd love to hear your experience of like, how did you initially raise money for it? Yeah. 
I reached out to everybody that I know. Well, not everybody. I I didn't, I did not do a friends and family round. I know a lot of, you know, small business owners will start that way. They'll start with friends and family. That made me uncomfortable. Um, Frankly, I wanted to go out and find, you know, real investors who number one could be helpful Mm -hmm. and add knowledge and their experience. I did not come from a beverage background. So I really wanted folks who understood the industry and could be helpful. Um, So I reached out to a few different people within the industry, contacts that I had, and I actually um, got an offer to do a joint venture from a very large beverage company. And I was working on that deal when I randomly one evening met one of the largest, um, arguably he's like one of the largest and best VCs in the world. I met him at a dinner and he um, asked me about my company and asked if I had raised money. And I mentioned that I was working on this joint venture with this other beverage company. And he said, you know, kind of asked about the terms and I kind of blew it off because I didn't know who he was or what his background was. And and then later, um, I was talking to my husband about who I had met, and he said, you know, you should take that seriously. Like, this person really knows what they're talking about. And so I ended up following up and taking a meeting with him, and he persuaded me that he could set up an angel round for me and that he would, you know, find all these angels and to walk away from this joint venture. Um, and it was a really hard decision because I really admired the brand that I was going to be doing the joint venture with. And I admired what they had done and how they had built a beverage. Um, But it didn't feel like some of the terms I was being offered were fair, considering how hard I had worked to build this brand and everything I had done on my own. So I did ultimately, you know, move forward with this venture capitalist and he brought in these angels. And that was just one of these random talk about being at the right place at the right time. I mean, total random meeting, you know, again, no, I had no idea who he was. It was just, and, and he was intrigued by what I was doing. And, and that was the, that was the beginning. And he has invested in every um, subsequent round for the business, my lead investor. It it still hasn't been easy though. It is not like this gentleman is just like, sure, here's more money every time you need it. You know, he wants real financials and real data and real proof of concept. And it has been really hard. And COVID was really hard, right? I have this product, this brand new product. I launched in New York and Whole Foods in New York in February of 2020. I was nine, no, eight and a half months pregnant. It was the last like week I could fly. My doctor was kind of like, eh, I'd rather you not, but if you need to go, go. I flew to New York. My husband was like, wear a mask on the plane. There's this weird, you know, yeah. thing happening. And I'm like, no, no, what are you talking about? Um, and we launched at Whole Foods in New York. And then, you know, two weeks later, the world shuts down. And the ability to have your product in a grocery store like Whole Foods and get in front of consumers is because the consumer is going to the grocery store. You're demoing in the grocery store. Your consumer is seeing your product on the shelf. Well, when COVID happened, guess what people stopped doing? Mm -hmm. Going to the grocery store. All of a sudden, everybody started ordering online. And so, you know, as I mentioned to you a few minutes ago, what did I have to do? I had to pivot. That's when I created my shelf-stable product because all of a sudden, all of these consumers weren't being exposed to my product. I needed a shelf-stable product that I could market on Facebook and Instagram because people were sitting at home on social media, shopping on Instacart, shopping on platforms like Amazon. And so I wanted a product that I could sell online that I could ship to people's homes. Until I got the Tetra Pak done, we started shipping out our cold products, our cold products 
total nightmare with ice packs and boxes. It was just a disaster from my my garage. But then eventually we were able to launch this shelf-stable product that was in November of 2020. And, you know, it opened up a whole other part of the business for us. That's amazing. So how long did it take you to get it set up a direct-to-consumer business then? I mean, ultimately... I would say, you know, 10 months. It, it took about 10 months to get that up and running. It's the same exact formula. It was just finding a co-packer who would give us line time. And and like you said, try a new ingredient. Like people were afraid of, everybody's run almond milk. Everybody's run oat milk. Nobody had run flax milk. So mm-hmm. using this new ingredient freaked people out. And it was really hard to find line time and finding somebody willing to take that risk. So how have people found out about your product? Like how have you gotten trial Obviously, you had started just right before a COVID got traction. You mentioned, you know, things like sampling were shutting down, but we've had different entrepreneurs on here who have talked about like farmers markets and things like that. Were you doing that to kind of get the word out? Yeah. All of the above. So I was before, I mean, I was literally eight months pregnant demoing myself here at Whole Foods in Erewhon in Southern California my big belly. Um, and I was doing farmer's markets and, um, I partnered with some influencers where I would, you know, give them free milk and ask them to talk about the product if they liked the product, but it's been really hard because to this day, we don't have a great, you know, marketing budget. Marketing is really expensive when you're competing with these huge brands like the Califia almond milks or the Oatly's and they've got billboards and they're doing Super Bowl commercials and like, you know, here's little old me at the farmer's market. Like it's not the same kind of megaphone. It's been really, really hard. Marketing to this day is really hard. So it's talking about the brand and the product any time that I have the opportunity. Um, I do this thing to this day where every time I go grocery shopping, I buy a bottle and I give it to somebody in the grocery store. I go up, I introduce myself. I say, this is my product. I try to give it to somebody who I see buying another plant-based milk. Um, I've met some really interesting people that way, but you know, every opportunity I get, if I'm doing an event at my son's school, I take a case of milk and I pass it out to the moms. Like I, I am guerrilla marketing at its finest over here because we do not have the budget to, you know, blast it out to the world the ways that I would like to. And, and, you know, working with most of these influencers is very expensive and Mm -hmm. we just can't do it. So it's been really hard. It's definitely challenging for sure. But I also think like a lot of what you're doing too is showing that there's a person attached to it and you've got a real story behind it. And, you know, definitely that's how Hint was built. And many other brands have been built by the founder stories, not just in food and beverage, but I think more and more people are, they're looking for a person behind the brand and they want to know what the story is and what is the why and do they trust them? Do they you know, believe them? Do they aspire to be them? Whatever the situation is. And I think it's such a big, big part of, you know, how you've grown your business overall. So when, you know, you talked about a lot of the hard stuff of being an entrepreneur, and I thank you for your honesty. And, um, you know, definitely I wrote about a lot of this in in my book, Undaunted. When I launched it, it's it's definitely uh, lots of ups and downs that that go along and in starting a company and scaling a company. But why do you do it? I mean, you could do a lot of other things. There's choices that we all make. But why do you do this? We are meeting a need 
and, it, and maybe it's a small need now, but I think that need is growing. People need a clean whole plant milk mm-hmm. that actually adds nutrition. And there really aren't a lot of options, particularly whole plant milks that are sustainable, that are good for our environment and that are allergen free. And, you know, Carol, when we met for the first time years ago, I hadn't technically launched yet. And I was going to use coconut sugar in my original mm-hmm. product. And I was like, oh, it's allergen free, allergen free. And you said, uh, 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 wait a minute. Coconut is an allergy because you're allergic to coconuts. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And you're like, that's a nut allergy. And I said, oh my God. And I changed, you know, and now we're using date sugar. Um, so they are still allergen free. But, um, you know, you told me that. I get emails from consumers all the time saying, please don't ever stop making this product. You know, this is the only product that I can take because of my this and that other health issue. Or So that's really special. And knowing that, you know, like I said, that it's good for our environment. And, and I love being a builder, you know, it's really exciting and there is no boredom. Yeah. I know I have a few people in my life and I can tell that they're kind of bored there is no boredom here. There is no room for boredom. So it is a, it is an adventure. Um, my son who's two and a half now will talk about mommy's milk, you know, and, and it's kind of funny cause I'm also nursing the daughter, my daughter. So it's, <laughs> but he's referring to Malibu milk and, you know, he'll ask for some of mommy's milk in the morning and like, that's really cool. And like, we'll go to the grocery store and he'll point it out. And like, that's really cool. There's, um, There's a lot of pride in creating something that you actually know is good for people, which I'm sure, you know, you can relate to as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, you know, it's it's a powerful thing. I was telling somebody this story the other day that I was on a um, on a ferry in Martha's Vineyard um, this summer and I was sitting next to these people and they both had hints. And, um, and of course they had no idea who I was and I didn't have, I had a bottle in my purse, but I didn't take it out. And I'm still to this day, so curious what people say, right? Like I, you know, initially wondered if people would give me feedback that would be hard, right? Like they would say, oh, this flavor is terrible or whatever. And basically they're talking about their founding, their, their discovery stories. And I'm sure you've had that as well. I mean, you talked about consumers talking to you about it, but I mean, the number of people who kind of in different ways tell me that this product is helping them. I mean, it's a really powerful thing. And to know that I helped create something that actually helps people, it makes me really proud. I'm a, you know, I'm a builder. I don't think I could ever not work on a mission-based product. And uh, being a parent as well, I think like that's another piece of this that I'm really, really proud. And uh, my son, as I mentioned, is in Australia uh, for the semester and he walked into his entrepreneurship class and they were studying an article that was about me. And he How was, funny. and I know, and he said, I said, maybe now you have to read the book, Keenan. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. There like, we go. And Touché. I know he was just, he was cracking up. Anyway, it's, it's a, it's a really, really good feeling. So I always ask entrepreneurs one last question. So what is the worst advice that you received when maybe it was somebody doubting you or kind of like, what was something that is just so not true that you want to share with other entrepreneurs that sort of like, maybe people said, oh, you don't have the right experience or whatever. 
um, it was. Is there anything that kind of sticks out as being a showstopper? I had someone say to me like, oh, you don't need help in the beginning. Like I was like, I, I need help. I need someone to help me. I need people to help me. I needed a team. I needed... And I said, someone said to me, you don't need help. You can do this on your own. And it's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to need help. And it's okay to bring in team members or a partner or, you know, yeah. whatever. In my mind, two heads are better than one. And there was nothing wrong for me needing that help. And if you need help, and that's the one thing that's kind of standing in your way, find someone to help you. Whether you hire someone or give them equity or whatever, find the help that you need to keep going. And it's okay to ask for help. Yeah, no, I love that so much. So it was such a pleasure to talk to you and hear more about everything that you're doing in the founding story. And if you haven't picked up Malibu Milk, everyone needs to get it right now. You can get it online or in stores as well. And uh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing and good luck with everything. Very, very excited to see all of your growth and future growth as well. So thanks again, Brittany. Thank you. Thanks all for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And I want to thank all of our guests and our sponsors. And finally, our listeners, keep the great comments coming in. And one final plug, if you have not read or listened to my book, Undaunted, please do so. You will hear all about my journey, including founding, scaling, and building the company that I founded, Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.